Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Thursday, August 29th. We are one day away from the CMB Fantasy Football Draft, episode 116. I'm joined with me, as always, by Zach Henson. And Zach, we have a special guest tonight. We do. We have on Jake Stanifer of Kemp's crew, Zach's uh, fantasy arch nemesis. Jake, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We have another special guest on as well. Jake's going to join us for the uh, duration of the episode. We have a guest on at the beginning here because, like I said, we have the fantasy draft tomorrow. And making some announcements is our fantasy draft host, Matt Suggs. Matt, how are you doing? Hey, doing great. Kind of odd to be uh, on the podcast. I'm usually just producing the podcast. So. That's right. Yeah, Matt's done a wonderful job. I don't maybe the last two seasons of producing episodes. I know you used to come on and co-host, and then uh, you kind of took a behind the glass role. Uh, we really appreciate all the production for our episodes, and uh, I miss hearing your voice. <laughs> well, I miss hearing your voice too, Jordan. That was all nice. Right. Matt, we have some big announcements uh, that I'm hearing about uh, from our host, you. Um, so draft, everyone's going to hear this episode sometime tomorrow morning, I think, when you post it. Um, so you could probably listen to this episode on your drive to the draft sometime at work Friday. Uh, but Matt, what do you have in store for us tomorrow night? Uh, tomorrow night, we are going to have the draft at College Side. What time is the draft, Zach? 6.30. Doors open at 6.30. Yep. The, the doors open at 6.30. Yes, so you can come so get, we will, get food, get a spot for the tables, you know, so. Yep, and we will end at what time, Zach? Who knows? <laughs> Saturday morning. All right. Um, we will start at 6.30. We'll open the doors. We're going to be in teen side this year, so don't come to the gym side of the building. Drive around parked by the UCSC in the back, come in the back door. We're going to go back to the old stomping grounds in Teenside, a little more intimate, uh, smaller location, and um, I think kind of back by popular demand, right? Matt, can you confirm or deny that the whole decision to move to Teenside was to prevent um, maybe Brian Franklin shooting threes <laughs> at any given point? Oh, man, that, that could very well be the case. That could very well be the case. But I'll tell you the other thing that happened. Uh, there's a lot of – there is a lot of technology in our gym now at College Side. There's a lot of things that have to happen to go into Sunday morning and a lot of things I had to adjust to have the fantasy draft last year. And this is not a joke. Sunday morning when I walked in for worship, and I always get there early, so not many people have been there, all the screens in the hallway were still scrolling the pre-draft for our fantasy league. Oh, I love so the it. First thing I, the first thing I saw on the screen, it was not welcome to college side. It was IDP still suck <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> and awesome. um, at, that, at that moment, I realized um, we should probably just go back to my house in teen side where uh, I don't really have to tear everything down. It can just kind of be what it is. So, um, so yeah, we're going to go back there and uh, we'll be working on that. It's going to be great. Um, the one thing I will say, and, and I want to make this announcement very, very clear, is there will, under no circumstance, be pick trades this year in the fantasy football draft. None, zero, out. Is that is that right, Commissioner? Is that okay? 
That's correct. Okay. Okay. I can't, I can't emotionally handle it anymore. So. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first. So Matt, um, you know, thanks for coming on again. We, uh, you have the first pick this year. You and John had the first selection and you went with the first overall pick. And I know Zach loves to have on uh, the, the first pick every year, the week before the draft. Do you feel comfortable um, sharing with us who uh, you and John will select this year's strong side will be taking uh, first overall? Well, Zach came to the office today and asked, asked John who we were going to pick first. Uh, Zach, what did John say when you asked him? He said, whoever Matt wants. <laughs> That's right. Exactly um, what he says. At, at least, at least we know how this team operates. That, um, the truth is finally uh, uh, surfacing, which we already knew. I'm, fa I'm fairly confident that John won't listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I am ninety percent sure I know who we're going to pick first. Oh, no name. Just, uh, just a lot of confidence. You know who it is internally. Uh, I mean, I don't care. Uh, how many years has the per the the first pick divulged the first pick on the podcast? Is that, just, that's common, right? I'm just gonna say every year. Yeah, I think Chase did last year. Yeah. You know, how good did that did that help Chase a lot? That was good for him. Was right? it Chase last year? I can't remember who it, who it was. I don't believe Chase had the first pick, but I can't remember. Just, I mean, Jake, you you do the mock drafts. Do you remember last year? Who Chase got? No, no. Who had the who first? Who had the first overall pick? pick? Oh man. Um let's see. But I I do feel like they told us. So if that's if you're if you're uh not wanting to rock the boat and you want to just go ahead and do that, that'd be great, Matt. I think that was um I'm on it. I'm on it. Was that not Suck? Suck didn't have it. I'm taking Zeke. Zeke first overall. I don't First overall last year. Oh, Todd Todd Gurley. Greg Coe. Taking yeah. Todd Gurley. That's right. Yep. Yes. Oh, oh, we just lost Suggs. Hold on, we just lost him. We lost Matt Suggs on the podcast. I think. I think he actually. I don't think we lost him. I think he wanted to jump. He's getting nervous that we were him tell us who the first overall pick would be. I sent him the link to come back. If he comes back, we can uh, ask him. But yeah. Who? Okay. Uh, this teases what we're going to do later, but we have Jake on, of course, annually for his uh, annual mock draft for our league. And uh, I don't want to give away too much, but, I mean, do you have a pretty good idea, Jake, of who Matt's about to tell us they're picking? Yeah, it's 100% uh, Saquon Barkley. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. But we will confirm with Matt if he's able to rejoin. Um, I heard that he say in there, or he said in there, Zach, that you showed up at the office today. Were you trying to like get some inside info on on strong side? Yeah, I was scrambling. Yeah, I just really, really uh, was worried. No, I was dropping off the uh, the drinks for the draft. Just trying to knock some stuff out, so not running around like crazy tomorrow. So, just dropped off some of the snacks and drinks. Zach, when we last spoke, you said that you and Brian, H&F, you guys, maybe not even you guys, maybe just you, you were nervous. It was like the draft is like a big test coming up. I mean, you do you feel any better than you did last week? No. Uh, no. I would say we've. this is probably the least amount of research that we've uh, done this year, for sure. Yeah, I feel like you said that uh, last year, too. No, and yeah, I think the arrow on research is, is, is going down. 
Uh-oh. Not yeah. good. Yeah. I believe Matt Suggs has rejoined. I just – Matt, your name appeared here. Are you back with us? I am here. We thought you got nervous that we were forcing you to tell us your pick and you, and you left. Um, I say we are about 90% confident that we're going to go – well, Jake, who do you think we're going to pick? Who do you have on your list? Can we go ahead and spoil that? That's right. Uh, we're, yeah. we're about 90% sure we're taking Saquon Barkley. That's right. So if you had to say on the, on the, uh, the remaining 10%, is it another running back, perhaps, you know, Christian McCaffrey, someone like that? Who's, who's the other 10% that you're leaning? Well, I mean, I've thought about, I've thought about Kamara. I've, th- I've thought about McCaffrey, but it's just hard to go against, to go against Saquon Barkley. Uh, it is definitely 100% a running back because once you make that first pick, and you have to wait those 28 picks to come back, you better have a running back because you're, there, there's not going to be anybody left. Right. All right. Well, hey, Matt, I think that's everything for us, or at least for me. Zach, do you have any questions for Matt before we let him go here? Nope, that's it. So tomorrow, team side, 630, not the gym. Matt, we appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, best of luck with the draft. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. Once again, that was Matt Suggs of Strong Side, and it sounds like they're leaning heavy with Saquon Barkley with the first overall pick. But, guys, we're not really surprised, are we? No. Yeah, no. No surprises there. The draft is moving to Teen Side. I was a little surprised by that, but uh, not a big change. We've been in Teen Side many times before. But let's move on, and we will do one of our divisional previews here, and we will do the AFC South. We're getting through every division in football, and we're getting kind of close to the end here. Zach, we had on a guest lined up from the AFC South, and I won't say who. Uh, it fell through last week. Is there any chance we get this person back on in the next week or so? I think so. Yeah, I think we can get him back. Decent chance. All right. Uh, so I won't tease it there, but we will cover the division that this person covers, and that is the AFC South. We're ranking the Texans, Colts, Jaguars, and Titans. And uh, Jake, I'm glad you're on for this because it's usually just Zach and I. Uh, we like to rank the positional groups in each division of kind of where we feel like they're going to rank for fantasy football in 2019. So, Jake, if you had to rank the starting quarterbacks for this division, how would those four QBs rank? Uh, I would go with um, Sean Watson uh, first. Um, man, and then <laughs> how do you rank the next three? I mean, they're yeah. all just kind of – Joker. I mean, I mean, do you really want to put Brissett over Mariota? I mean, uh, I would say Nick Foles. Okay, I would say Foles to uh, Mariota and then Brissett. Yep, that's a, that's exactly what I had. I went a little different. I I went Watson, of course, and then I actually did go Brissett next because I I, I don't oh, know. I think whoa. I think Brissett is as is. It's not the 2017 Brissett season we saw. He's gonna have a clean pocket. You know, Andrew, Andrew Luck was sacked the, the fewest amount of times of any quarterback last season. So I think he's going to have a cleaner pocket. And I don't know, I, I, like, I like Frank Reich's offense a lot as much as I hate the Colts. But um, I, had, I had Brissett next, and then I had Foles, and then Mariota. And I put Mariota last really just because of, of injury. I don't, I don't expect him to play 16 games, uh, sadly. You know, health's the, the biggest question mark. And uh, the run game for the Titans, I think they, that's going to dominate the offense. Yep. Uh, Deshaun Watson actually was the number five quarterback in uh, CMB last year, which I think might surprise some people. And then Andrew Luck, who we haven't even talked about, retired last weekend, the, the biggest story of the offseason. 
Uh, he was the number four quarterback. So the, two of the top five QBs were in the AFC South last season in CMB. And uh, I, I don't know, I think this division might be one of the best in football. What do you think, Jake? It's actually a really solid division, yeah. Um, it really just doesn't have any elite talent. But, I mean, overall, it's actually a really good division. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then when we look at the running back groups here, uh, Zach, how would you rank these four running back groups? Ooh. Um, keeping in mind, too, that last weekend, Lamar Miller tore his ACL and MCL. He's done for the year. Yeah, uh, you, you've got to put them <clears> – got to put them last right now just because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it comes down between Fournette and versus uh, Henry and – and Deion Lewis, uh, I guess, I guess you got to give it to Henry after what you saw second half last year, hoping that continues. Then Fournette, then Mac, uh, or the Colts, and then uh, the Texans. Jake, what's your consensus there? How would you rank the four running back groups? Yeah, I would go. Uh, I would actually go Fournette, uh, Mac, uh, Henry, and then uh, Duke Johnson. Yeah, I had Henry Lewis first, and only because for everything we've seen so far, I really think, and we're, I'm not just picking Lewis or Henry. It, it's the combined point value for both those guys, I guess. But I just, I just see this being more of a, of a run offense for the Titans this year. I don't trust. I'm kind of like Mike DiRocco, uh, ESPN's reporter for the Jags that we had on last week. He's really skeptical about Fournette. I kind of agree. I, I think he's kind of a bust, especially where they drafted him. Um, and then these next two groups, I mean, you know, you've got Marlon Mack and Spencer Ware, Naheem Hines, those three guys, I, I think their floor dropped completely when Andrew Luck retired. I think the Colts might be playing from behind in a lot of games and, and it's going to force the pass. So uh, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the running backs in this division as much as, as uh, the, uh, the receivers or the quarterbacks. Um, but uh, moving on here, we'll talk about, we'll rank the receiver groups. It's pretty obvious, uh, Jake, wouldn't you say, the Texans probably have one of the strongest receiver groups in all of football, definitely the AFC South. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking division here. We're talking all of the NFL. So, uh, yeah, totally. How would you rank the four teams uh, for receivers, including the tight ends, too? So, I'm actually going to put uh, the Colts um, second just because um, they do have T.Y. They do have a good stable of tight ends. And then I would go uh, the Jags. I think D.D. Westbrook is going to be a stud. Um, and I, I'm really just not sold on the Titans wide receivers. I never had been. I know Corey Davis is good, but I really don't think that uh, there's really much there. Zach, do you disagree with that at all? No, I think – I mean, you just come down – the first two are obvious, um, and then it just comes down between your preference right there at the end. Um, you know, if you want to put the Titans or the Jaguars right there. Yeah, I mean, this exercise, we've always included tight ends, which is why I think I have the Titans over the Jaguars. But I, I definitely have Texans and Colts ahead. You know, Corey Davis, like like Jake just mentioned, he's a guy who could be, you know, a top 15 to 20 fantasy receiver. Um, but it's going to require him having a steady, you know, spot at, at quarterback for that team. You know, if they keep bouncing around QBs, I can't expect Corey Davis to be much of a threat. Uh, he had like 950 receiving yards last year and only four touchdowns. So, you know, not someone you can really depend on week to week, but, you know, if, if he can be steady, I, I think he can be a solid um, guy in fantasy. Uh, as much as Jake doesn't believe this, I, I, I really want to stay away from the Titans in, in this draft. But, uh, you know, my mind always tells me that, and then my heart uh, selects someone on draft night. 
Um, but that was our, our divisional preview of the AFC South. I, I think, um, like we said, a much improved division. The offensive lines have gotten better for all these teams, so we might see point values go up. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was the AFC South. And, um, Zach, you came up with this idea here, this next segment we're going to do. And we've kind of talked about this before organically over, you know, the, the offseason about these are players that we just we just can forecast. These guys are going to go – to certain teams and CMV. We used examples in the past. Like we know that Larry Fitzgerald, if he's there and he's available, Greg Coe is going to try and find a way to draft Larry Fitzgerald. So this segment is called he belongs here where we're going to assign a player that belongs on a team in CMB. Um, let's just do this based on the CMB draft order. And uh, we'll just go one through three here. And uh, Jake, you know, sorry to put you on the spot on this one, but I'll start with Zach the first overall pick is strong side, Matt and John. Um, who is the he belongs here player for them? Here's what's going to happen. You know that 10% that uh, Sykes was talking about? <laughs> yeah. Between now and the draft night, it's going to be reported that Zeke has reached a contract deal with the Cowboys, and they are going to draft Zeke number one overall. Wow. Oh, There you go. That's bold. There you have it. Jake, do you have a player in mind for uh, for John and Matt? Yeah, I do. Um, I think I think it just skews heavily on Matt, but he's actually had Amari Cooper for two years. Ah, uh, I think yeah. two of the last four years or something. Uh, and also being an Alabama guy, I think Amari Cooper. Okay. I went a similar path with Jake. I picked an Alabama guy for Matt. I picked O.J. Howard. And I think Matt saw the value I got in O.J. Howard, gra- grabbing him kind of late last year. Maybe had a little envy. Um, you know, Matt's a Bama fan, like we talked about, but also you could go this route that like OJ, Matt, you know, Zach has like to, he's like to paint Matt as a backstabber like OJ Simpson. So I think, you know, sticking with the OJ theme, I think Matt goes OJ Howard, uh, because Matt, you know, instead of teaming up with pacing your face, he teamed up with John and Zach likes to, to pen the two of us against each other a lot. So I'm, I'm going OJ Howard. Um, Zach, do you want to recuse yourself of H&F or did you pick a, t- a player that you no, just I, for whenever it comes time for your team, obviously you just listen to the other guys. So you guys go. Okay. For H&F, I have one in mind and it's kind of a deep cut, but I went Marquez Valdez Scantling for the Packers and only because I know that you and Brian really like Devonte Adams. What's not to like great red zone target. There's no way Devonte Adams is going to be there on the back end of round two. So I think you guys go next best path for the Packers and you go MBS. Interesting. Big. No, the, uh, the one guy that H and F seems to always target is Rashad Jones. Oh man. Yeah. Tr- <laughs> triggered. <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. Yeah. I heard he's a cut candidate. I heard that or a trade or a really? cut candidate. Wow. Yeah, they're the dolphins are trying yeah. to make some, some cap room so I can, you know, Oh my knows? gosh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, next team here, this is West Coast Wombats. Um, we don't really know a lot about them because this is only year two in the league. So just based on last season, Jake, who do you think um, West Coast would take? Is, it, is this an easy pick? Uh, not really. Um, you know, I don't really know the guys too well. I mean, obviously, they're just, they've been in the league for two years. But um, I don't know. They, they seem to like Alvin Kamara. So I'll just say them. That's exactly who I picked, actually. Yeah. Zach, did you pick someone different? I've got uh, Jared Goff 
they had him uh, last year, and he gave them some great value. So I could see them taking taking him. But at the same time, uh, I'm going to show my hand here for down the uh, the road here with some picks. Um, the uh, East Coast Wombats is that right? Is that who Ross and Reed are? Or are they the West Coast Wombats? No, no, they're they're East Coast Ross and Reed. <clears throat> East Coast. Huge, huge uh, Baker Mayfield fan obviously. oh absolutely and that's who i have for them so i could see uh matt and courtney just taking baker just to kind of rub it in their face out of spite i like yeah, it I could, I could definitely see that happening okay yeah i like that uh the next team here is idp still suck and for them i picked a guy that i really want if i can get at the right in the right round but i just i don't see it happening i, I talked with jay and jacob recently they like this guy as well this is a player they actually traded to me last season and ended up being like a top three player for me, and that's tight end George Kittle. Um, I think they might take him, no joke, at the end of the second round. I think they like him that much. I think they got jealous. or not jealous, but they were upset with themselves after they traded him away last year. So uh, George Kittle's my player for um, IDP still suck. What about you, Jake? Man, looking at their history of players, um, so I have, I have a bunch of data uh, from all the teams in the league. They have had Julio Jones twice, A.J. Green twice, and DeAndre Hopkins twice. So, I think some top-tier receivers. So, I'm going to go um, DeAndre Hopkins. All right. And then, uh, Zach, who do yeah. you think for IDPs? You know, obviously, I mean, off the top of my head, I thought DeAndre Hopkins. But they're not going to get him where they're at at number four unless they kind of, you know, reach for him. Ooh. But Ooh. you think they take him number four? I yep. kind of do. Well, uh, no. Well, we'll get to that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's never been more of a clear sign of what needs to happen for uh, Jay and Jacob. Um, as we've talked about on this, this podcast, this encounter that took place uh, with Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> if they select Daniel Jones, it is a lock for them to make it to the championship game. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but they are going to make it to the championship game if they take Daniel Jones. You heard it here first. Look, he's been slinging it in the preseason. The guy is not afraid to take chances, and you're saying that Jay and Jacob, they need to also not be afraid to take chances. That's right. Jacob has his photo with him. He needs to embrace this and uh, take Daniel Jones. I love it. All right, uh, the next team here, this is Pace in Your Face. I did pick someone for myself, but I'll let you guys go first. So, Jake, who uh, do you see me taking at some point? Like, who who just belongs on Pace in Your Face? Well, you, you've had Keenan Allen the last two years, so uh, I would uh, I'd go that route. All right, Zach? In honor of the comeback and your father, Delaney <laughs> Walker. Delaney I, I didn't Walker. even – I didn't even think of that. Did you – okay, so you're friends with my dad on Facebook. Did you see his post recently? He no. posted the photo. I took a photo of my dad walking across the pedestrian bridge in Nashville wearing my wearing this huge Delaney Walker jersey that, like, came down to his kneecaps. He, he posted it, and he put some meme over it on Facebook. And oh, gosh. I just – I don't know. I forgot how much he loves Delaney. Yeah, That's a good I, one. I have no idea. <laughs> For myself, I did pick a Titans player, and I picked Adam Humphreys because I – I, I think I – I don't remember drafting him. I want to say I picked him up in free agency last season, and he was a slot machine. And as Jake knows, when it gets later rounds, sometimes a little too early, I will, you know, go to the Titans well and it will disappoint me. So that might be my Titans disappointment of 2019. 
but I picked, uh, yeah, I picked Adam Humphreys or AJ Brown, uh, sort of a dealer's choice there. Um, for Dragon Energy, Rish is just such a wild card. I, I can't really, I had a hard time picking this one. I picked Le'Veon Bell because that's who he passed on last draft when he traded the pick away in that really odd random trade at the beginning of the draft with, uh, with the Almond Brothers. So I'm picking Le'Veon Bell because I think Rish, you know, missed out on last year of, of having to have him, you know, ride the bench or cut him right away. So I think he takes a chance on him this year. Jake, what do you think for Rish? Is there anybody in the NFL who is a Trump fan? <laughs> like um, anybody. If if, like one possible person. Probably like Richie Incognito. Oh, my God. Is he in jail or something? No, he's on the Raiders. He's their starting left guard. Man, I thought he was going through some weird stuff or something. I had no idea with Rish or man. Uh, I know that he's had Beckham um, a few years, so, I mean, that's about all I got. All right, OBJ for Rish. Zach, what do you think? I was going to say it's going to be some top wide receiver. Uh, OBJ came to mind. I'm going to go with Amari Cooper, though. All right, for big orange bullies, this one, I because I know that Chase is not going to be able to be at the draft. Is that right, Zach? Is that the case? I, 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 it's because his wife's I'm pregnant, gonna, right? I'm going to text him right now. I'm going to text him right now. I, I think that was the arrangement. That's why he added Carver Moore to the fold. Was so Carver could draft for Chase while he's in So I just see a scenario where I can just see a scenario where you know Carver in a pinch late in the draft, not really knowing who to take in those like late teens rounds, and he picks Zach Cunningham, the former Vanderbilt receiver. I mean, a linebacker. <laughs> so he goes Vandy. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jake. Do you know anything about Carver, or can you project anything for for Chase? Like, who would Big Orange Bullies take? Um, you know, looking at uh, some history, they he's had Lashawn McCoy three times. So, Lashawn McCoy. <laughs> All right, Zach. Uh, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. Um, I think he did. He have him last year. For some reason, I want to yep. think he had him last year. He did. Didn't have a good uh, go around, but uh, I could see him taking him. This next one, seven. So, oh, hey, and by the way, I just texted Chase. Uh-huh. It will be just Carver in person, but he plans on skyping in with him for at well, least the is, first few rounds. This is going to be great. Breaking. All right, the next, the next team here. This might be the easiest one for this exercise. Let's not try to be too on the nose with this, although it's just too easy. Isaiah forty thirty one. Jordan Iwan is in. Jake. Who uh, who's definitely winding up on Isaiah forty thirty one this year? Well, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys have the fun with the, the Eagles, but um, I could I could see like Jake Elliott or something like that. I mean, you know, he's going to have at least three Eagles on the team, so I'll just say he's one hundred percent going to end up on Jordan's team, and he's going to be the first kicker taken. I went Zach Ertz uh, just because I think you know, obviously he loved the Eagles. Zach Ertz was like I think the number three tight end last year behind Kittle and Kelsey. So I, I think Jordan takes uh, Zach Ertz with the caveat that he takes him like three rounds too early. So I say Zach Ertz. Uh, I'm going to go with Bryce Harper, plays for the Philadelphia Phillies. So Bryce <laughs> Harper. All right. Uh, the Allman Brothers, another team that I just – I don't know where their head's at a lot of times. Um, you know, the shark facts and everything, it kind of throws off their, their uh, draft strategy, at least on the outset. That's what it looks like. Uh, but, Jake, who do you think the Almond Brothers take? 
Oh man, I think uh, I think you know James has always been labeled as a tight end whisperer. <laughs> so I think he also had uh, just looking at his his history, he had Kelsey last year. So I think Travis Kelsey ends up on there. Definitely not in the first round, but you know maybe some at some point. Zach. Yeah, I just put a tight end that will become a top five tight end. That's all I got. So like a George Kittle for the, for this season. Yeah, right. It's it's going to be somebody we're going to be like, you know, we probably won't even think anything of it, but you should, and uh, they will become very good. I'm going to call a shot here. I'm going to say Jordan Thomas for the Texans. They're going to take him late. He's going to become a top like five to ten tight end. Oh man. Um, for the Almond Brothers, I I picked Corderell Patterson because we know that James and Blake both. I mean, you get toward the later rounds, kind of like I mentioned with Carver, where you just you start reverting to your college team and you think, well, who which ball is available? So I think later in like the you know round nineteen twenty range, uh, there's their bench is gonna have a few spots left, and they're gonna go with the new Bears receiver, uh, Corderell Patterson. Next one here is Kemp's crew. So, Jake, your own team, do you want me and Zach to go first or do you want to just call your shot? I mean, come on. You guys know this. It's AB, right? Of course. AB 84. So, I actually picked Juju uh, because I think you kind of realize you see the writing on the wall here. It's next man up in, in Pittsburgh. I just – I don't know. I see you taking Juju for some reason. <clears throat> I've got – I've got for Jake. Um, obviously – Everybody thinks of, you know, A.B., which Jake will have to take him coming back in second round for that to even be possible. Um, never know. You never know. But Darius Leonard is who Jake is going to take. Dude was, dude was a stud on IDPs. Oh. And he's going ha- to have to burn a fairly early draft pick on uh, Darius. But. I can't see him. I can't see him landing anywhere else except for Jake's team. I mean, the dude did have like 158 tackles as a rookie. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. It was insane. Um, all right, next team here. This is Greg Coe and Zach. Uh, you know, I talked about Larry Fitzgerald a few times. Maybe Matt Stafford. I got Greg a lot. I think Jake um, dropped his car in the garbage disposal. Yeah, I heard that. Is everything all right, Jake? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> All right, uh, Zach, who do you think Greg Co takes? Who's just destined for Greg Co? This is the year Greg is going to take Dalvin Cook. Um, yeah, it's going to be Dalvin Cook right there. I don't know if it'll be that first-round pick. If he comes back second round, he's definitely going to take him, but Dalvin Cook. Before I took Keenan Allen the past two seasons, he used to be Greg's boy. So I know Jake picked Keenan Allen for me, but I'm going to go Keenan Allen for Greg. All right. Jake, what about you? Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, I think just a, the boring Vikings pick, Kyle Rudolph, he's going to end up on Greg's team at some point. Yep, I like that as well. All right, three more teams here. Let's do this rapid fire. Your worst nightmare, Kevin. I picked Chris Carson, and I don't mean to trigger Jake, but I think following that trade last year, uh, I think he wants some, some more Carson action. Uh, he was the RB16 in CMB last year, and I think he his uh, – He's projected to finish even higher this year. So I, I like Chris Carson for Kevin. Jake? Yeah, I like that pick. But also, I got uh, Ertz out of that deal. So, you know, I, I wasn't hurting too bad. True. Um, I was at Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he's – Kevin, Kevin, Kevin is no thanks to Aaron Rodgers, has he not? 
I don't know, but my pick for for Kevin is going to be either Deshaun Watson or Mahomes. It's one of those two. It's 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 just got to happen. So it's one of those two. Kevin is notorious for drafting quarterbacks like the big name QBs really early, right, Jake? Is that what the data says? So wait. So he drafted Deshaun Watson in the fourth round last year, but he also had Mahomes. Late, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, he got, so he got he Mahomes late. He had both those guys? Yes. Wow. The whole season. And he he, he had him the whole season, and I remember multiple people sent him multiple offers for Watson, and he wouldn't trade him. The Cinderella of the league last year. Almost made it. Exactly. And he would not trade Watson. Uh, Who knows if he would have traded Watson? Like, what other piece could he have gotten and and maybe won the championship? Yeah. Kind of like last year, too, you know, Suggs – and John refused to trade their backup, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, kind of the same thing. Uh, last two teams here. This is East Coast Wombats. Zach, I know you said Baker. I also said Baker, but I'm going to change it last second, and I'm going to say Kyler Murray because we've seen them take Lamar Jackson before. We've seen them pick up Baker. We've seen, you know, I know, I think I mentioned it last week. It's almost guaranteed that, that Ross is going to wear a Tim Tebow Jets jersey for some reason. They like the flashy QBs. I think they go Kyler Murray uh, earlier than they should, but I think they go oh, Kyler. Okay, okay. Jake, what about what about you? Who are we talking about again? This is East Coast Wombats, your favorite team. Who? Uh, oh, those guys. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, whatever. Kyler Murray, yeah, whatever. That's fine. All right, last team here. We'll do this rapid fire. Tecmo Power Runners. I picked Mecole Hardman. Uh, the new the rookie receiver from Georgia for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they still like Tyreek Hill, but they had a change of heart with all of the uh, off-the-field um, stuff with Tyreek this offseason. So I'm not saying they're not going to pick Tyreek, but I think they like the, the speedster rookie, McCole Hardman. Zach? Lamar Jackson. Simple enough. Jake, what about you? Let's go with Tyler Lockett. Ooh, I like that pick. That's a good one. All right, that was our He Belongs Here uh, activity that we did. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel pretty confident about all the picks we made. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jake, are you okay? Hold on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I feel like we need to come back and grade these later. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I think uh, I, I feel pretty confident. Like, one of us is going to get each of those right, I feel like, for each yeah. team. Uh, but yeah, we, it sounds like Jake has a, an open spreadsheet at all times, all things CMB. He's got data. Uh, yeah. He was talking about the data earlier. Yeah. Jake, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but I, I made one comment about analytics and Zach just went off and he, you know, he was oh, like, how did that go off? I don't even remember. Tell me. He, he was almost shocked that I dropped the word analytics when we we're talking fantasy football. I, I told him <laughs> that pace in your face has an analytics department. Whoa big part of fantasy is it not jake it's it's huge i mean that's that's basically fantasy football now especially for people who play dfs jake i was going to ask you do you have a membership now to uh evan silva's new site yeah establish the run establish the run yeah i think it's i think he's awesome he's probably one of the best uh in the business right now we did reach out to him did not hear anything back unfortunately so yeah, he he actually said on his uh, podcast that he does not go on podcast that doesn't have like a thousand listeners. Yeah, wow. that's understood. We we've gotten replies like that before when we've reached out to people. You know, we got one. I won't mention his name. Maybe somebody in a uh, city that has an AFC South team that said, "I just don't do stuff like that." And we said, "All right, 
thanks for the honesty. Um, but Jake is like the Evan Silva of our league. He has all the data analytics. And, and he does, Mel Kuyper. And Mel Kuyper. And Mel Kuyper. Uh, but Jake does our annual mock draft, and that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, teams, you know, one through 14, first pick through the last of the first round. Jake, I'm looking forward to this. I always do every year. Uh, I wanted to ask you, though, you know, we, we've sat beside each other the last two years, so I've kind of seen your reactions to each pick before. How closely do you follow your mock draft during the actual, like, CMB draft? How much are you keeping up with how, how you're doing during the draft? So, basically, you know, I go in with, with a plan, and almost every year, uh, it around the second and third round, just something does not go, you know, as expected, and then I end up kind of changing it on the fly. So, um, you know, I just kind of keep tabs on it as we go. But every year, every, every draft, I'm always surprised by something. And so, you know, if you reviewed last year's draft, how well did you do in the mock uh, out of 14? Do you have like a point system? Like how do, how do you uh, rate, you know, how, how well you did in your mock draft? Oh, well, actually, uh, so last year I remember I got the correct number of uh, receivers and running backs taken. Um, I had probably four or five uh, direct matches. You know, I mean, some of it's pretty obvious, like the first few picks, but, you know, that's, that's still pretty good. All right, so moving on to this year, uh, we did our, our – he, you know, belongs here. That was where we, you know, picked players for teams. Who, If you just had to pick one player, who is a no-brainer pick in the first round? Uh, maybe not even the first round, but just somewhere in CMB. Who's a, a no-brainer pick? Like, they're definitely going to this team. Um, you know, I'd, I'd still say Saquon. Going first overall. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's a guarantee. So we will start there. First overall pick, Matt called their shot. They said they were a 90-10 split. I think it's 100-0, but uh, you're saying Saquon first overall. Saquon is the consensus number one pick in pretty much every fantasy draft. He's this year's Todd Gurley. And, I mean, he had one of the most impressive rookie seasons of all time last year. Um, so no surprise there to hear you say Saquon Barkley first overall. Yeah, but I would I would say that if if Zeke was fully committed, um, I think that you could make an argument that he could go number one. But this holdout situation has really put Saquon firmly at the number one spot. All right, the number two overall pick in CMB belongs to H and F Industries. Who do you think they take there at number two? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's a, it's a lock. Uh, they've taken a running back six to the last seven years in the first round, so it's going to be McCaffrey. Do they typically pick in the top half of the, of the draft? I can't remember. They they kind of go all over the place. I remember, um, you know, they get toward the back. They've been toward the front. Um, but, I mean, over seven years, I mean, six times they picked a running back. So, Zach, what do you think about uh, Jake's mock for McCaffrey to H&F? It, if they take Saquon, it'll be – I could see McCaffrey. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it McCaffrey. All right, third pick here, West Coast Wombats. So uh, basically just uh, piggybacking on what they did last year, uh, Alvin Kamara. Yep, I had the same pick for them. I, I think both of those guys, or maybe just Matt, one of them is a big Tennessee fan, so that, that's the Kamara play there. But uh, whereas last year I think Kamara went you know, somewhere around six or seven and probably deserved to go around there, uh, you can make a real case that Kamara deserves to be a top three player selected this year. Do you like his situation in New Orleans? Yeah, 
so Evan Silva was at the combine, and uh, Sean Payton came over to him, and they were talking about Kamara. Uh, so Evan Silva was asking Payton, you know, why don't you use Kamara more? And Payton goes, he's soft. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's in a great situation, but I really don't think that Sean Payton just a you know, give it to him 25 times a game type. But, I mean, the situation is there, and Mark Ingram isn't there anymore, so he's the guy. All right, next pick here. This is IDP still suck, Jay and Jacob. You know, I, I talked with Jay and Jacob, and I'm not going to, you know, I'll uh, whatever happened in the Uber stays in the Uber, I guess. But we were talking on the way to the Titans preseason game last weekend, and they had mentioned a few names there at the top that they liked at number four. And it's kind of funny to talk with someone who's a pick ahead of you because I was trying to get some of their strategy out of them. But who do you think they take at four overall? You know, this I thought that this was a lock. Um, so I was in a similar situation about two hours ago. I had the fourth pick in the 12 team. I was dead set on taking Zeke up until uh, maybe yesterday where I, I really think that, you know, something's going to go on with, with Zeke, but I'm really not sure. When you really look at what Jay and Jacob have done, I feel like they have invested heavily in wide receiver uh, in their first five picks for um, at least six of the seven years that I've been keeping data. So I want to go with DeAndre Hopkins here. I like that pick a lot. I can see it happening. I re- yeah, I really think that's 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 where they're going to go. I, you know, you can make the case that they like Julio Jones again. They've drafted him like I think twice in the last like four years. Uh, but you, you just, in my opinion, you can't take Julio over over uh, Hopkins. No. All right, who am I taking fifth overall? Should they be available? You know, so I wrote this out uh, earlier today, and this is the one that I have the most trouble with because I think at the fifth pick in a 14 team, it's almost like you have to take Zeke Elliott. You have to. Um, the, the talent is there if he plays. I mean, you just got the steal of the draft right there at five. So I'm just going to go Zeke. Yeah, no, I like that pick a lot. I, I'm. It's kind of like all day tomorrow at work. I'm going to keep keep hitting refresh and just yeah. kind of figure out if if he's going to play or not. But do you, have you heard anything on Zeke if he's when he's supposed to make a decision? I I have I've been reading all day on this because I had that fourth pick, so I was trying to find out. I have seen reports all over the place saying he's not going to come back until week eight. Jerry Jones made that reference to the dog days of uh, the season, which is usually week eight, week nine. He's contractually obligated to, I think, come back sometime in November. Um, he's really only due $3.5 million, so he's he really doesn't have much incentive to come back. It's not like Le'Veon was uh, – you know, he, he was missing out on like $14 million. Right. So that's why everybody thought it was crazy. But even if he sits out a year, that's a year less he has, and it's really only $3.5 million. So – I really don't know. All right, Rish, at sixth overall, who do you think Dragon Energy takes there? Um, so going with, uh, let's see, two of the last three years, he's picked OBJ, and I think we talked about it in the last segment. So I think he's going to get a top-tier uh, slam dunk diva-type receiver that, I mean, OBJ could lead the league in uh, receiving this year. So I think OBJ. All right, number seven, Big Orange Bullies. And keep in mind, Chase will not be at the draft, but I, I'm assuming he's going to be, you know, remoted in and is going to have a lot of influence on the on the first-round pick. But who do you think uh, the new, the newly formed Big Orange Bullies with Carver takes? Do you guys remember two years ago who Chase took and who ended up with a hand injury? Do you guys recall? A hand? Yeah, he broke his wrist or something. 
remember? I, what position? What position? Running back? Yeah, running back. He was the top running back. Mm. Two I, years I ago. I missed the entire season. Oh, with a hand? Yeah. He broke his wrist or something. Oh, David Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so I think I think right there, um, I think that's a good pick for David Johnson. And I think that um, it's really too early to take Fournette. We were talking about uh, Fournette earlier with them. So, David Johnson. And knowing Chase's luck, man, David Johnson's going to get injured again or be in some type of situation oh, where man. that yeah. run and shoot offense, he's, he's not going to, you know, lead the team and, and he'll lead the team in rushing, but it's just, they're going to, they're going to throw the ball over the yard. So I just, I just see bad luck for Chase again. All right. Number eight overall, this is Jordan. I is in usually one of the most predictive picks, uh, but Isaiah 40, 31, who do they take at number eight? So last year he picked Nick Chubb probably in the double digit rounds uh, after several weeks. Um, you know, he, he was a pretty big time contributor to the team. So, I want to go with Nick Chubb. I I haven't seen Nick Chubb that early in, in a lot of mocks, but I, I could see it with Jordan. And is that what you're seeing though? Yeah. Top eight for Nick Chubb in, in a lot of mock drafts? Not typically, but I just look at I think who he likes and who he's comfortable with, and I don't I don't really think that Jordan follows ADP. I think he just kind of goes with his gut. So yeah, Nick Chubb. And sometimes, man, ADP is overrated, and it's not everything. So sometimes gut picks are better than ADP, but Jordan definitely, yeah, loves going against the grain. Uh, nine overall, this is the Allman brothers. Who do James and Blake take there after uh, James gives his latest shark fact? So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Lady on Bell here. Um, that was their pick last year. Um, they One of the best moves in the draft last year was to uh, handcuff with James Conner, and uh, you saw that turned out. I think this year they're going to try to get that investment back out of Bell, so it's going to lay me on. They're not still, you know, crying in the shower over Bell sitting out all of last season. You think they'll they'll take a chance on him? Water under the bridge. All right, next pick here. This is uh, you, Kemp's crew. Who, who are you picking for yourself there at number 10? I really like Devontae Adams. Um, I, I typically just go receiver at that spot. Um, he's really like the next available uh, receiver, so I'm going to go Devontae Adams. I had him last year, and he was amazing. All right, number 11, Greg Coe. So I'm going to go with James Conner. Hmm. Uh, really just looking at his history, he's kind of mixed as far as how he goes with running back or receiver. Um three running backs, three receivers the last six years, so there's really no pattern there. I think James Conner is just a beast. He's a three-down workhorse. Um, Greg seems to like those solid picks, so I'm going to go James Conner. All right, next pick here is East Coast Wombats. Or, excuse me, rather, your worst nightmare uh, at number 12. Who does Kevin take there? So I had a little note about uh, Kevin. I always like doing him uh, every year because he – He's been all over the place. He's drafted quarterbacks in the first round, the first two rounds. Uh, he's also no stranger to drafting a tight end in the first round. So in 2014, he drafted Jimmy Graham. So I want to kind of shake it up here and let's go Travis Kelsey. I like that pick a lot, actually. And it might not be the worst pick, but you're right. He's kind of been unpredictable in the first round. Um, number 13 here, East Coast Wombats. They are known to take guys a little earlier than, than they should maybe. I think they've been burned on Leonard Fournette in the past, so I don't see them doing that at this pick. Who do they take at 13? 
I think Julio Jones will fall there. Um, you know, I, I could see Juju, but um, we'll just go Julio Jones. That would be a steal. Julio Jones, the second-to-last pick of the first round, That is that seems criminal. Yeah, I mean, when you just look at what this guy has done throughout his career, I mean, every year he's flirting with 1,500 yards. I know that the touchdowns uh, just haven't really been there the last two years, but, you know, just from a statistic standpoint, that's always good for positive uh, progression. So, Julio Jones. And with the last pick of the first round in the CMB Fantasy Football League mock draft, the Tecmo Power Runners select? Juju Smith-Schuster. Ah, so they take Juju at 14. You know, I know we don't go do Tyree. Yeah, I was about to say, I know we don't do the second round, but I think they go back-to-back receivers there, right? Yes, 100%. So do you th- so a team that's doing that this year where you go back-to-back picks in, in receiver, especially if you have like a snake pick like that, are there going to be guys at the, you know, back end of the third round at running back they are going to be available for those guys or – are they just going all in on receiver if you go back-to-back receivers? Yeah, I, I, I study Jeff. Uh, I know how he drafts. Uh, he is – him and uh, Jay and Jacob are probably one of the two biggest components of the weight on running back. Um, invest in a PPR running back. Uh, they had uh, Tariq Cohen and James White last year. Uh, I think he got James White in like the 10th round. Uh, James White finished basically as an RB1, and Tariq Cohen was an RB2. So I think they like to invest heavily and then get the pass-catching running backs uh, later on in the uh, draft. So, like, David Montgomery would be a, a candidate for Tecmo this year. So I'm not sure, like, what um, – I don't know what they're looking like just as far as David Montgomery goes because, you know, if they go Tariq Cohen, they basically have a, two bears in the backfield. So I really don't know. But I think they're going to target James White for sure. Um, but I think Tariq Cohen is definitely there too. Where does Todd Gurley go with his injury, you know, history and the, the not tendonitis, he's got the arthritis in his in his um, knee. Where does he go? Where, where are you seeing him at in mock drafts? So he, he's typically going uh, mid-second round. It really just depends on the size of the league. But, I mean, I could see Greg taking him in the second round. Um, he's basically going to be, what, 14, 15, 16, 18 off the board. I could see that. Um there's kind of all these reports going around that Gurley's going to be having a reduced workload. I could see that, you know, they're wanting to kind of monitor snaps and uh, he's had a bunch of issues with his knee. Terrell Henderson's there. So yeah, he's going to fall in the second round. All right. That was our annual mock draft with uh, Jake Stanford of Kemp's crew. Uh, Jake, congrats again. I don't think we've talked to you since uh, you got engaged, right? A couple of months ago. Congrats. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Exciting stuff. So we will see you tomorrow night. Guys, if you um, are listening to us now, I'm assuming you are on your way to the CMB draft. If not, um, yeah, everyone listen to this episode at some point before. We will report back with Jake. Jake, are you, are you going to be able to join next week and we'll review and recap your mock draft? Yeah, I like that even better than this one. All right, sweet. We will have Jake on uh, next week. Zach, anything before we go here? Nope, looking forward to tomorrow. So. We'll did you get, right did you get enough replies on the snacks for the draft? Yes, we did, um, and we've gotten the snacks. Sarah is actually uh, baking some of the cookies right now. I know Jeff's going to show up with some uh, cookies. I think maybe ice cream or something like he always does. So should be a good night. 
All right, Zach, one last time. I know I, I feel like I ask you this every year, but w what is the proper way? What are the instructions I'm supposed to give Little Caesars to get the pizza the way you get it for the draft? Yes, you want to call them, ask them for their stuffed crust pizza, and then you want to get the garlic and parm all over the pizza. If that's too much for you, just put it on the crust. That's fine. But you want the garlic and parm, the stuff they put on the crazy bread, all over the pizza. It's amazing. And then extra cheese? Like, is it an extra cheese and then a stuffed crust cheese pizza? Um, no, it's just a stuffed crust pizza with cheese. You know, I just, whatever topping you want, pepperoni, whatever, and then uh, garlic and parm all over. Here's the key. You got to make sure when you pick up the pizza that they put the garlic and parm on top. Sometimes they'll forget it completely. So you got to remind them. Did like, you, you say want... garlic and parm? Yeah, garlic and parmesan. Garlic and parm. Garlic yep. and parm. Okay. That's what I say. Garlic and parm. Yep. I like that. So do they, you want them to drizzle it for you? Like it, it needs to be all over the pizza before you pick it up. <clears throat> yeah. I think when I first ordered it, I would say, I want the stuff that you put on the crazy bread all over the pizza. And they said, Oh, you want the garlic and parm. And I said, okay, yeah, whatever. So just be sure you're relaying. We want the stuff that's all over the, the crazy bread on, on this pizza. All right, coming soon to CMB is a new team name, Garlic and Parm. I think it's going to replace, like yeah. replace H&F. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right, guys, Jake, thanks so much for coming on, man. You always uh, do a great job with uh, the mock draft. We had Matt Suggs on earlier to talk about Strongside's first overall pick, which is definitely going to be Saquon unless uh, they go Zeke. So, uh, guys, really appreciate this. This was our last off-season episode. Believe sure. it or not, next week we're going to be talking about actual football. Yep. It's going to be good. All right. Thanks again, guys. We will see you at the draft. This is it. Don't get scared now.